Hey, everybody. Welcome back to American Throwaway. I'm Ariza Rice, your 420 friendly neighbor. I am eating cane. I am not your neighbor. Keep that in mind. Episode Cinco. Is that what this is? No, so um, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I don't know if anybody's been keeping up with the, uh, the current state of music and whatnot, but Taylor Swift has just been... I don't even know where to begin with her. She, well, first of all, she just released a new album. Well, for, well, go back. What was it? A month ago, she released her folklore album. Uh, I think it was in July. June? A few months ago. I think so. Yeah, something just not that long ago. Still, I mean, two albums in one year is pretty impressive. I mean, shit, two albums in less than six months. Yeah, that's... But it is in the age of COVID. What the hell else do we have to do? I guess. She's got so many people writing her music, even though she puts her name on it. Taylor Swift, we see you. We know how you work. Kills me. I will say I did go through and listen to not the whole thing, but probably, I don't know, 40, 40, maybe 50% of her, 50% of her new album that dropped today. And it's, more. it's, it's not bad. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Is um, it the re-recorded? No, I don't think it, I think it's an entirely new album from what that I heard. It is a new album. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it, I mean, it was still, I don't know. It's just, I'm, so I'm, that's it's two actual albums then within six months. So that's I mean, she's always just causing so much shit. She has a legion of followers. Yeah, the Swifties. Is that what they're called, Swifties? Pretty or Swifters? I think they're Swifties. Well, who's who? She's been uh, kind of bumping heads with Scooter Braun over the Scooter Braun. And if you bump heads with Scooter Braun, for anybody that doesn't know this, Scooter Braun pretty much runs the the music world now like for the younger for the our generation type thing as far as you know discovering the the, the biggest names putting them off yeah like dudes we're, i mean we're talking beaver we're talking everybody anybody that you listen to they've probably got some sort of affiliation with scooter braun and uh when you're bumping heads with scooter braun you're bumping heads with well she's having her issue with him i guess is he owns or he owned i guess he recently sold but he owns yeah, 300 million i think he masters to her original albums yeah i think he's i think he sold them to universal if i'm not mistaken a lot of people are doing that bob dylan lil wayne just did that i think within the last couple of days the issue i think people were having i guess the swifties swifties or swifters Swifters, because they're sweeping the nation. We'll call them Swifties. I'm pretty sure I'm going to search it, but yeah, Swifty. Well, I know the original problem they had with Scooter Braun is he wouldn't he wouldn't even <laughs> fancy the idea of selling them to Taylor Swift. I feel like that kind of shows on Taylor Swift's character, not so much on his. Well, she went on and bashed him, too. Oh, they're called Swifties, by the way. I just searched it. But no, they, um, no it's like she she went on Twitter and just started, just, just slammed that dude for for how, how big of a dick he she says he is and whatnot but everybody came to his back like all of his other artists and we're talking a very very extensive if there's a big name in music he probably has some ties to scooter braun ariana grande justin bieber kanye west i mean just right off the bat with those three demi lovato i don't like her but i mean is it any different okay taylor swift and scooter braun in their big publicity war right now is it any different and the way Taylor Swift acts about any ex that she has after some sort of breakup, and, and this is a breakup, you know, whether it be a, a business breakup or a personal breakup, that's how she acts when she breaks up with somebody like a spoiled brat and goes around and gossips about them. She writes songs, so I'm sure he has some songs coming out about him in the future. Probably. I mean, 
she just doesn't stop bitching about any like anybody and everybody like if she gets a chance she will whine about that person and i cannot stand it the problem i have i'm not a big taylor swift fan as far as her music but when i actually stopped liking taylor swift it was when i found out her and her team actively removed wedding videos from youtube that featured her song in the background that and she got in a lot of trouble for she was hiding the fact that she had she was pulling the whole Drake thing, a bunch of ghostwriters that she was not giving any credit for. And it's like but but a big a big draw to Taylor Swift for a lot of people was that she wrote all of her own music. Like she did everything herself. This exactly that Yeah, and it's like, girl, you got like a huge ass team of people. Now she just throws her name as a co write and has a bunch of other people, but it's like how are we supposed to even I'm sure she she sits in on the on the right, but how much is she to an extent, maybe probably not even all of them. A lot of them. A lot of the time what it'll be is someone will write a song with someone else and then they'll send over a song and then she might go through and like change a word. And technically she's a co-write. There's a lot of the time that just a lot of people even consider like, hey, they were in the room with us whenever we were writing the song. It's like, exactly. Like, really? <laughs> like, no, I don't know yeah. co-write especially when you get the, the big name artists in the co-write you have to use that term loosely yeah it's 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 very 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 finicky. especially when the when the list of co-write extends past six seven eight people you know when I couldn't started to I when I really started to grow a bit of a disdain for Taylor Swift was the uh the Spotify shit now she's let me be clear on this. She's not the only artist to come out against Spotify for how little quote unquote they pay their artists but I don't know. I personally don't think Spotify is robbing their artists blind or anything Look, like that. I, I think Spotify walks that same line that I, you know, the same argument I used to have for Napster and LimeWire and things like that is the same argument I'll put forward to Spotify. Now, Spotify is in a better boat because they do pay their artists. Yeah. Even if it's minimal. Yeah. But the amount of publicity you get, the amount of exposure you get, to be in somebody's hand anytime, you cannot match that. Far more publicity than any radio station can bring you these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith Craddock in the morning don't got shit on Spotify. Well, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so he don't got shit on anybody now. He's just a bag of bones. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Keith Craddock in the morning. If you grew up in Texas, you know, you know about him. Dallas. Uh, I don't even, I think it was bigger. I think he grew bigger than that, man. I think he was nationwide by the time it was all said and done. You think so? I think so. He was DFW Metroplex growing up. Yeah, maybe, maybe he did just kind of blow up, but, but I think what, what, what it, what it is, is like, so just take for instance, the, um, one of my favorite artists that I've been jamming a lot is, uh, his name's John Swy, right? I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Sway, maybe Sway. It's J O N S W A I I. He's a phenomenal fucking artist, dude. So he had a total last year of 262.1 thousand streams. Okay, we'll just say 262. I bet. That's not a whole ton, but still, still pretty, still pretty decent for, for an underground artist. Um, Spotify pays a minimal of 0. 0.006 cents. So like a sixth of a penny. Right. Right. So John Swy has made $1,572 on his music in an entire yeah, year. About 1500 bucks. Uh, just off Spotify. Now that's not much whatsoever. Like not even slightly. I could make that argument that that is $1,500 free money from uploading to, to a, to a cloud, so to speak. You didn't have to produce any 
physical albums, mail out anything, didn't have to worry about any logistics of moving the album around. It's just 1500 bucks to upload your song to a cloud at the end of the day. Well, the difficult part is, is a lot of people don't realize that music is extremely expensive to make, extremely expensive, and it can get very pricey very fast. But well, not not to mention some of the artists that Spotify single-handedly have. Mm-hmm. Dermot Kennedy. Louis Capaldi. That's a good example. Yeah. I mean, people that work, you know, to, to say they were discovered on Spotify, I think is a... It's a slap in the face to the probably the amount of groundwork those artists put in in their hometown. But that's that's you know if if it is what it is, it you know call a spade a spade. But as far as worldwide, nationwide, you know to the masses, that's where I found them. No, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, now they're at the point where they're hearing people. Exactly, and without Spotify, would they have would they have reached those? Their music's amazing, but would they have reached those same potential? Would they have reached that same crowd without? that platform well, you know who i have a lot of respect for in that game is um he came from napster you remember dashboard confessional yes yeah so dashboard is an artist he's not really doing a whole ton of stuff now he's actually still making music i got a buddy that plays guitar for him out here in nashville and he's actually making some pretty pretty solid music now but he was discovered on napster and i saw in an interview where he was talking about like yeah i didn't get a single dime from napster but if it wasn't for napster let, I, let me put it this way i got my Spotify wrap up my year. They do a yearly wrap up every year where they kind of give you a breakdown of how much music you've listened to over the years and different metrics around that. And one of the, one of the statistics they gave me was I listened to 1,645 artists this year. And in, out of those that 698 were new artists. There is no, I can guarantee you now I would not have found 698 new artists on the radio alone. No, hell no. Cause they, well, first of all, the radio only plays what's already popping. Like they're not, they're not going on and be like, Hey, this guy has 5,000 monthly listeners. Let's put him on one. Like, someone no. like me, I'm not, I'm not young enough to, you know, run around the circuit and, and hear all the new up and coming bands and try to catch them before everybody else. No, yeah, else you're does. old as shit. And so, <laughs> especially with COVID. I mean, Shit, there's no circuit to run around at this point. True, true. I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm, I get it because as an artist, I don't make much money from my music on Spotify because it's not super well known. And much well, now that I've like taken most of my music off, but even whenever I had most of my songs up there, it, even by like, you know, I'm seeing numbers like, oh my gosh, I got 5,000 streams on this song, or uh, hey, I just hit a thousand right. streams. I only released it a couple of days ago and stuff like that. It's exciting but you don't make much money on it. And I think it's frustrating for people that they're investing so much money into their craft and not getting a whole bunch back. That's just more, you just keep running incentive. Uh, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. You know, the entry price is not, not even slightly, it's not low. No. And to be on a, on a platform like Spotify and compete with the other songs, you have to have a quality of sound that is an HD quality of sound these days. No, true. Very true. It's not cheap to make that music. And so I can understand the frustration, but you got to understand, you know, as, as little as those first, you know, first few thousand, first 10,000 plays pays, there could be some kid fucking halfway across the world, man, that finds you and, and, and vibes to your song and plays it a hundred times that whole night. And 
you know, maybe that's what gets him through that night, dude. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And, and the, reach, the reach that Spotify gives you to touch anyone in the world, I think is pretty amazing as far as just being a consumer of music. I agree. I, I will have to dis, not disagree, but I will have to say the, the, the difficult part with that is because I, I love the idea of doing music because you just love to do music, but you do have to make money for doing it. You still got to eat. You still, yeah, exactly. And it's like, I mean, yeah, you could go work a day job, but then you don't have time to make good music. No. Yeah. But I mean, we all know how that shit goes. You yeah. might have time to make, you might have time to make, you know, a good song or two to play for your friends, but you don't have time to record it for that, you know, dude halfway across the world that needs to hear it. Well, the cool part is, is once because of things like Spotify and Apple music and whatnot, whenever that one dude in Israel, here's, here's my shit. Next thing you know, you got, you got an entire fan base out there and then it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. And that's the super dope part about it. I don't, I don't know. I, I just, at the end of the day, I think it's very important to um, use that as incentive because they're not paying Ed Sheeran nothing. Like homie's making like fat stacks. He's making hundreds of millions of dollars. I would imagine just on Spotify alone. He's got billions of listens on that jazz. Like, yeah, they might only pay like a sixth of a penny per stream or 0. 0.06 of a penny per stream or whatever it was. But it's like when you start getting into yo, the billions number of streams, that's where Taylor Swift's at. That's why I can't stand that she bitches about it so much. Like, shut up, woman. You're making so much money. Like, don't sit here and say, like, what about the starving artists? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I was one of them. Like, no, you were born. You were your parents literally had you. They bred you for the music industry. Straight up. Like they really did. That's like she was famous before she could comprehend what really meant to be famous. I don't know. And then you got to go on and just to make matters even worse and shit on one of the leading titans behind the scenes, Scooter Braun. Like, like I said, though, it's just her. That's her style. That's how she she walks away a spoiled brat, and she has a legion of these spoiled brats that follow her around and think it's awesome. It's just annoying. It's like, will you chill, please? There's a reason. She will, she will still be singing these type songs until she's 53, 63 years old because it doesn't work. I mean, it's a gimmick. She'll be singing to 17-year-olds the rest of her life. Is that the song? Or 15. 15. She'll be fine. She's going to sue me now. She's going to sue me for saying a number. Yeah, seriously. Oh, shit. Taylor Swift's prime, you know, debatably, but I would say her prime has passed. Um, just musically, she, she hit the pinnacle of her career. Disclaimer here, uh, neither one of us are Taylor Swift fans, if you can't tell. Taylor Swift has a ridiculous following, so I have to be subjective at some point and realize that even a talent I can't... Oh, for sure. An art I don't enjoy, maybe is still beautiful art. I'm so, not saying she's not talented by any means, but I am saying I think she hit the height of her career already. Maybe, I mean, unless she comes out with some crazy banger or something like that. She still yeah. plays the 15-year-old gimmick and she's far from 15. And I mean, that it just is what it is. I think she's still doing a great job as an artist, but... Yeah, I'd love to have me some Swifters. Swifties. Swifties. Yours would be called Rices. My Rices Legion. <laughs> No, I don't know. I just, I think the music industry is extremely difficult, extremely finicky to get into and whatnot. But I do think it's important to realize that, yeah, while you might not make a shit ton of money right off the bat, you just, you have to work harder. You have to work harder than anybody else to make it happen. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? I mean, shit, I just hit you up the other day about, hey, can you help me pay the down payment for uh, that song that you helped me write? Uh, what's it called? Looking. It's like, looking. It's, uh, there's, it's, it's a very expensive process and I get that, but 
you have to be able to make serious sacrifices to make it happen. And here's here's where Taylor Swift not owning the masters to the music she quote unquote made is there's somebody out there who put millions and millions of dollars behind her recording quality and millions and millions of dollars to put that song in front of your face before something like Spotify. Yeah. To get you all over TV, nominated for all those awards. Make sure you're in yeah. all the right guilds and all the right associations to be flyer all over the world. And there's a lot of money that goes into that. There's a lot of people working, you know, all day for you. And then 15 years later, once you have a following and the amount of money to where you can afford to do it on your own, to shit on all them, I think is just very bratty. Extremely bratty. Fuck the Swifters. Get a vacuum. I have a conspiracy theory, bro. What? Brought to you first by Rise of Rise. What? Space Jam 2. It drops uh, next summer, 2021. LeBron James. I think I've heard that. They've been talking about that for a while, though. So here's my thing. Michael Jordan was in the original Space Jam. And Space Jam, the the plot of the movie was written around his real life retirement and return to basketball. All right, go on. (laughs) So my conspiracy theory is, is coronavirus and COVID-19 just a huge publicity stunt put on by Disney, who's big enough to put it on to get a plausible storyline for Space Jam 2. Come on. (laughs) Because in Space Jam 1, the aliens came and they stole the talents of the NBA stars. Yeah. And all the NBA and all the NBA shut down because they act, they thought it was a virus or something like that in the original movie. They didn't know aliens came. True. So is COVID-19, because LeBron never retired and needed to come back, is it just the cover? What? We think it's COVID-19, but it really is just aliens going around doing some crazy shit because they need to beat LeBron James so they can steal Bugs Bunny and take him back to Moron Mountain. All right, what, uh, what's, your, what's your weekly rec for this, for, this, for this week, for the weekly rice? <laughs> what's your weekly rice rec for the rice weekly rec? My righteous recommendation for you is uh, no, this is a movie that is a phenomenal movie because of the realistic uh, aspect that it has to a kitchen life. It's not a underground movie. It's a, it's a pretty well-known movie. They actually made a TV series based off this movie, but they took it off of Netflix and it has recently came back onto Netflix. The movie chef. I haven't seen it with uh John Favreau. I think I've seen it on Netflix, but I've never watched it. It's absolutely amazing. They actually have a cooking show based off this movie. And um, they actually worked with uh, famous chef uh, Roy Choi. Oh, that's cool. Oh, no, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I've seen, I've, I've never seen the show, but I've seen like little clips on YouTube of that. They have a, they have a, uh, like an actual cooking show on Netflix with series uh, based off the movie. Yeah. And you might have seen that. But the the original movie is he worked with... Now, I don't think Roy Choi actually ever makes an appearance in the movie. But the uh, it's an idea of this famous celebrity chef who loses his cool on social media and has to open up a uh, food truck. And he opens up a food truck and it's kind of like, it. you know, the plot line touches on him and his son's relationship. And they have to, you know, drive across country. And it's uh, John Favreau and he's amazing 
It's an absolutely phenomenal movie, Chef. Chef. Go check it out. I've got um, my weekly rec, I'm going to say, is um, go listen to some Andrew Schultz. Um, I don't have anything specific. I, well, I guess he, he has a, um, on YouTube, he's got a crowd work special. You listen to his podcast. What's the name of his podcast? Yeah, that, that's actually a good, a good thought right there. Uh, flagrant. It's F-L-A, flay, <laughs> F-L-A-G-R-A-N-T, two, at number two. Flagrant two. There's not a flagrant one, but flagrant two. Him and Ak- Akash Singh. Andrew Schultz, awesome, awesome comic. Uh, his co-host, Akash, super, super funny dudes. Um, I know we talk about comedians a lot on here, and I want I just recommend out to the to the listeners out there to find you some comedians that you can you can get close to that you important. you you feel a connection to because with the year that 2020 has been and the year that 2021 is shaping up to be, it's, it's going to be nice to have somebody close that can make you laugh. Yeah, very true. And that brings me to my, that brings me to my shitty idea of the week. Um, self-proclaimed um, funny men, like uh, comedic people type thing, which is a lot of people now, people that, that, that fancy themselves as funny um, that get offended at everything. Telling jokes and not being able to receive a joke. Yeah, telling yeah, being a dick and not being able to that is that is one thing about comedy. Receive a dick. <laughs> you have to understand that at some point you're gonna be the butt of the joke. And if you can't laugh at that point, then don't laugh at the other people. Yeah, then you're just real. being an asshole and it's not comedy. Yeah, then then you're just an asshole. What you got? What's your what's your shitty idea of the week? Shitty idea of the week. What you got? Going off kind of some news I saw over the recent Supreme Court ruling of not overturning the election. I get a being upset and, hey, I watched the left be upset for four years. And I imagine I'm about to watch the right be upset for another four. Yeah. But uh, my shitty idea of the week is attempting to support, radically support succeeding on social media as that leads to violent actions being taken out in the real world. Yeah. Um, it was all fun and games to joke about, you know, a civil war and a secession 10 years ago when it was, there was no chance of it happening. And now that it seems to be kind of around the corner, I think it's, uh, I think people need to tread lightly of, I think people's voices on social media are a lot louder than they recognize. But it's true. I mean, maybe not individually, but as a whole. And uh, I think we got to be careful with what we're sharing these days. I mean, I think I don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say I'm on a Facebook fact checker because those guys are fucking ridiculous. But I think you do, you know, make sure you're reading the articles. Make sure you're make sure you're checking up because, you know, like I said, succession is not a good idea. It's not a we don't need to be talking civil war. Well, and some people just don't understand the uh, the 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 weight of that shit. Verity, you know, we are on we are on the verge of that, you know, real life being controlled to the point of people taking violent action against it. And I think we need to tread lightly at this day and age and this point in time. And while I, I do believe in standing up and fighting for our freedoms, don't get me wrong. I don't, I'd hate to see bloodshed in the streets over COVID-19. Yeah, for real. Keep this a good country. Keep it the best one. Right. Get along, make jokes. Don't get offended. Let's have a good time. Well, hey, thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. I'm a rise of rice, your 420 friendly neighbor. I've been eating cane.
And remember, I'm not your neighbor. So if you see me, don't be trying to mingle. And have a great, uh, great day. Be sure to like and subscribe everywhere you see us on all the social media platforms. And follow. Don't forget to follow. Give us a share, man. Tell us about your friends. <laughs> your friends about Tell us about it. your friends. Tweet at us. We need to know uh, how your friends yeah. are doing. We just we want to make sure the friends are okay. <laughs> I might not be your neighbor, but I still want to make sure your friends are cutting good. all this. I'm cutting all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh shit. No, thanks so much for listening in, everybody. Y'all take care. Wow. Did you know you can now support your favorite podcast, American Throwaway, directly? Just click the support link in the bio, select your monthly donation, and bam. Remember, folks, you uh, can't pick the flowers on the way to the kitchen and expect the coffee to be fresh.